Hello, everyone. This is Tommy, World at War Comics. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Today, we're speaking to Jay Francois. Um, but before we get into the interview, if you could do us a favor and give us a like, a share, and obviously subscribe, it really helps out the channel, allows us to continue to bring amazing comic book creator, writers, and artists. Um, but Jay Francois, he is a writer and creator of a few different comic books that you could pick up at gumroad.com. Here's uh, here's three of the comics that uh, we spoke about today. Um, first is The Alien Heroes, which is an all-ages um, comic book, fantastic comic book. We do see this probably going into animation at some time. Um, it's a great comic book that I think you'll have a lot of fun and you'll be able to share it with your entire family. Um, Napoleon and the Machine. Um, this is another comic book, more of a mature um, comic book. Currently working on issue number two, which is almost done, and there will be a uh, crowdfunding event for that. I'll put all the information um, in the subject line so that you could um, just click the links and go straight to them. And then lastly, um, we have my brother, Teddy. You might be familiar with this. It was actually um, done a few years ago and then picked up by uh, SourcePoint Press. And SourcePoint Press put it into uh, publication and printed that. Um, another fantastic comic book we hope that we get back to um, in the near future. Um, but without further ado, here is my conversation with Jay. I hope you enjoy. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics podcast. We have another special guest today. We have Jay Francois. He is the writer and creator of several different titles, and we'll start to get into some of those titles here in a minute. But Jay, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, we got to kind of go back and forth through Instagram, I think about a week and a half ago, and you were kind enough to send me some of your titles. And man, you have some really good stuff. You've worked with some amazing artists. So I thought maybe we could kind of just jump in and talk about a little bit of your history in comics, where your passions mm -hmm. lie from, and where they started in writing, all that good stuff. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, it, it, I can take it as far back since I was born. I don't know. It's watching <laughs> yeah. like Batman animated series, Gargoyles, all those classics, Spider-Man. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I'll rein it in for a bit. Cause I, even on my own podcast, I go off tangents. Um, <laughs> all good, my friend. All good. So I, my first book, uh, and I'll, I have them here just in case. Uh, oh, my excellent. Book, my brother, Teddy. Yeah. Um, I had the idea uh, in back in college. So I graduated college in 2015 Mm -hmm. um so I, I saw this picture and i feel like you may have seen this picture as well it showed like this little teddy bear kind of like with a wooden sword yeah like oh and there's like this looming monster mm -hmm. like it was just all over like the internet and i thought i was like that's a dope story like why haven't i heard this and then fast forward 2020 mm -hmm. you know my best friend moves to uh well not 2020 it was 2019 my best friend moves to florida and then you know i started getting into my feels and yeah. I started writing this this piece and then 2020 hit and I remember hitting my I hit up the the artist that I've worked with before because mm -hmm. um, he did some uh, concept art for a Ninja's Turtles script that I've written um, and I would share that with you as well. Um, yeah, uh, I, it's one of my dreams to work on Ninja Turtles, but that's, <laughs> that's the story. So then, yeah, he was like, I don't have time. And then, you know, you know, pandemic like hit us in 2020. And then he reached back out. He's like, hey, man, I have time to like uh, work on this project. And throughout all of 2020 and 2021, we're able to get my brother Teddy out there. And um, at the end of that, that's when I hit up my best friend. I was like, hey, should I create a soundtrack for this? Because I didn't want it to just be simply a picture book. And there's no dialogue in there. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and then yeah, I was just like, let's do it. And I, uh, a friend of mine connected with me with uh, Brianna Ware, who is the uh, musician behind the piece or pieces. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she did an amazing, amazing job and brought it, brought it to the table. That's awesome. That's awesome. So as far as uh, uh, my brother Teddy, right? So you put the the writing together. You work with the artist. I will tell you the the way that it's laid out. It almost feels like there is words because um, mm. you certainly understand what's going on and uh, that that connection between the the teddy bear and I don't know the the name of the young boy. No, no name. No it's name. Just yeah, a young boy or you know, spoilers, the man. Man, uh, exactly. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's no name, but yes. Yeah, but I mean, you could see that 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 connection and all the different journeys that they took throughout all that time, and obviously at the end. Um, it takes a little bit of a, a unique turn and I'm not sure what happens. So I haven't read it. Is there an issue to do that or is that how it ended? So, no. So uh, this was my first foray into like comic uh-huh. books. So like I, for the longest time, so my, my dream is to be a writer director. Okay. Um, but you know, where I work at um, full time at the Apple store. So it's just, uh-huh. it takes me, I don't have the luxury of filming or recording stuff. So I kind of pivoted towards comic books because yeah, at least yeah. there I have, I can still do what, you know, the directing aspect, but sure. I can hire an artist to kind of be my cameraman, gaffer, all <laughs> these things. And yeah. and he does it or, or she does it. And um, I can like be at work when, yeah. you know, my schedule is not consistent. Yeah. So um, to answer your question, I never thought of making a book too until people got back to me and then when when I first self-published this a lot of people wanted a book too and then I re-released it with source point mm-hmm. and you know it's it's there's been ideas that float around in my head I always share that and yeah and I've been telling people if I get into a different point in my life I will kind of revisit it because I know there's a big world out there especially with each layer so the idea of hell in in this book is just like mm-hmm. Dante's Inferno so like yeah. you can tell so many stories in each realm Mm-hmm. So I can see myself revisiting it. Uh, and the idea that I have, have you ever uh, played uh, Halo 3 ODST? I mean, I played Halo. I'm not sure if I played Halo 3. I'm not a huge gamer, to be honest, Jay. I mean, I have a few games that I like to play, but gotcha, gotcha. I'm really terrible at it. To be honest. It's totally fine. So just brief explanation. In Halo 3, and this is like the spinoff called Halo 3 ODST, okay. you play kind of like uh, this side character, who is a regular human, not a Spartan, and he re- he visits places that have been like attacked already, mm-hmm. and he would find these items and kind of like, it feels like a detective work. So it kind of does a flashback, and you play that whole event oh, okay. up to the present time. So I kind of want to do that yeah, if I ever cool. revisit my brother Teddy. Yeah. Uh, but right now, I want to focus on getting my myself and my other works out there. Yeah, understood, understood. Well, it sounds amazing. Like I said, the art is absolutely incredible. That's um, that's that thanks product. to the artist. Yeah, he, yeah, he it's, it's it's he's insane. from uh, Bulgaria. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's an incredible art. And the the change from just the teddy bear um, as the boy is laying there to the warrior is just next level. Man, <laughs> just, yeah. I got excited. I always thought, it. yeah. And you know, I growing up, I always had a like a white polar bear. Uh, uh-huh. And it wasn't a teddy bear; it was an actual polar bear. Oh, like gotcha. it was in okay. that shape, so it was on uh-huh. all fours. And I thought, I always thought like, it was really cool to see something. And then for him to draw something so cute and like yeah. with the mad eyes going yeah. into the closet, it's really, 
it's cute but cool at the same time so exactly yeah no it was, it was awesome it was very refreshing that's for sure yeah i appreciate sure. that yeah yeah so that's your first forte um where did this passion for writing um and directing start in your life ever since i was watching tv <laughs> you know yeah. you know old heads you know when your your parents would say you know too much tv blah 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 they try to ban ban you from tv <laughs> it, you know i think it kind of hit me when i think i got to fourth or sixth fifth or sixth grade i remember we had like an assignment and i remember just creating this story i forget it was about leprechaun so it was around march and then uh-huh. i wrote like a script form and i was like oh this is like what i what people do on tv because i <laughs> for a long time i thought i thought people lived in my tv set sure yeah so i'm Absolutely. you know I was a dumb kid right so then you know for the longest time i you know i always thought it was cool to see these stories play out on you know the big screen or television so and one of my those assignments, I remember writing the script. I, I handwritten them because I didn't have a computer at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's, I just looked really cool. Like I would write the character name and then I would say, this is what the character says. Yeah. And then I say, this is what they're doing. And I was a really I was at a really young age when I discovered the the power of storytelling. But I didn't know that's what I wanted to do yeah. until I uh, if I got to college. No. So I got to high school and then college. High mm-hmm. school, I got to flesh out more of like the creative aspect in one of my English classes. Uh Um, And then in college, I was like, I want to do this. I want to write or do something creatively. Um, And then writing. And ever since I graduated, I've had to carry this high school notebook with me where I wrote a lot of ideas on there. Mm -hmm. And it's always with me. So it's always in my backpack when I go to work or everything like that. So I can always look back at it. That's cool. You still have things in there that you would like to accomplish that you uh, started in high school? Yeah, or there's a lot of dumb things in there. <laughs> there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of dumb things in there, but there's a lot of things that I remember. Uh, there's a comic uh, that I, or comic idea that I have huh. in there that I wrote out. Um, and then during the pandemic, thinking we had all the time in the world, I was like, yeah. let me write this story. I started writing the story. Yeah. And I wrote only six issues and then never went back to it. It's a story I do want to tell, but it's yeah. like, I should have kept going. So that 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 comic book that I'm working on is going to be my long form story. Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay. Kind of like a saga, which I, I I'm guilty of not reading the entire thing. I know a lot of people love saga, but yeah, yeah, that's very popular. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think they took a break for a while too, and they just started back up not too long ago, right? Yeah, I did hear about that. I yeah. I I've had so much time to read that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's one of the, the things about being a, a creator, writer, right, is, uh, you know, unfortunately, most of us that do that don't make enough money to do that full time, which means we have to have a job and then try and balance all that, you know, the yeah. back and forth, right? So it's it's tough until you get to a point and I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but uh, man, it'd be awesome to get there, right? To be able yeah, to live I, out that passion. I agreed, agreed. Yeah. So is the idea on some of your creations is to hopefully – um, use that as a bridge into TV or film? Uh, uh, to answer that, I would say, so uh, I got these here. So uh-huh. in 2015, so this is the Alien Heroes. Yeah. And then this is issue zero. And then yeah. this is issue one. Mm-hmm. Um, 2015, I, you know, you know, reconnected with a friend from uh, high school and he was He's, a, he's an entrepreneur now, so he does like his own stuff. Uh-huh. Um, 
but you know because of him we he wanted to like start this thing and he wanted to tell a story about aliens and then he literally told me day one the next day i just provided a script i was like hey let's do this and he's like let's do something else and then i just kept so we spent a long time trying to create this thing and it was initially supposed to be a cartoon mm-hmm. and you know things didn't work out because he was too focused on his stuff and yeah. it basically became my baby because these characters lived in my head and <laughs> for the longest time i was like trying to find uh, animators and uh, for a kid that didn't really have money didn't yeah, have a yeah. job animation costs a lot of money and um so yeah the the alien heroes has been with in my head since 2015 and it's just like this year i'm releasing them and uh that i've been i've pitched to i remember there was a i think it's called i forget the company name there was a lot like there was like carton a federator with cartoon network i remember just like Mm -hmm. pitching it and they passed on it because they were like they have something similar and yeah. I've had many iterations of the idea. So it's mm-hmm. like changed us uh, significantly. And then there was another company that, uh, you know, uh, Final Space. Yeah. The, the, so the creator, Olin Rogers, he's one of my guiding lights too. Like I, uh-huh. I've been following him since YouTube and since college. Mm-hmm. So to see him come from YouTube and create <laughs> shows is such a, is such a cool thing to see. So that means I can do it too. Absolutely. Um, so there was a company that worked with his initial YouTube video of final space. And mm-hmm. I remember going on LinkedIn and finding the CEO of that company reached out thinking I wasn't going to re- you know, get any connection. And then she responded and then I pitched it there and passed on it. So this was yeah. years ago. Uh-huh. And then fast forward, I went on LinkedIn. I got like a free um, pass at, uh, you know, like the professional level of LinkedIn where uh-huh. you have to pay like a hundred bucks or something yeah. like that. It was like a free three month trial. So I just, uh-huh. every day was following anyone in Hollywood in animation and then would reach out and say, Hey, I have this thing. I give them the small blurb and then wait out of all the people that did not respond. <laughs> like there was no response, not even a pass, just no response. Only one person responded and it was a guy from um nickelodeon oh. uh, he was like one of the producers there and then he's like yo i usually don't take unsolicited messages but this seems like a cool idea and then from then on i've had a direct line to these heads uh at uh, nickelodeon and i've been pitching to them and you know they've passed on it but what i loved is that they gave me feedback they could have easily passed and let me go and be sure. like, you know, we want nothing to do with you. Right. And but they gave me the feedback and I pitched to them like three times. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit on this. I'm going to yeah. wait. And then one day I was like going through my old archives because initially I, I remember I wanted to animate these. And I was like, why don't I just do comic books? Because yeah. I did it with my brother, Teddy. I could do it with this. Sure. Yeah. And that's when I went on Upwork or I forget how I found this guy. Um, his name is uh, Tony. Uh, Tony mm-hmm. Toronto. He goes by Ghoul's Room on on his uh, all his profiles, all his social media, mm-hmm. and his work is great. Uh, yeah. Definitely for anyone listening, definitely check out his work. He has cool stories that I can also see on Cartoon Network. People say they can see my work on Cartoon Network, but I can see his stuff on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I I connected with him, and I was like, hey, can you get these three vignettes that I had created turn it into a comic book? Because I also had a storyboard for them. 
So okay. I provided him with that too. So it's easy for him to just kind of go through it. Right. And lo and behold, I get, I get this and it's, I can carry this around and give it to people. And yeah, like, hey, absolutely. So um, I'm happy at the way this turned out and this it's beautiful. Like I, I can never imagine this like years ago. Yeah. And the fact that it, it dawned on me to just create into a comic book and, you know, as a writer with no, illustrating skills i i am happy that i'm able to get this done yeah no absolutely so you have zero and you have one are you working yeah. on a, a number two or not at the time uh so right now that i'm it's kind of getting ahead of myself i'm working on my next project oh, issue gotcha. two for napoleon okay yeah 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 so i i plan on um releasing a, or launching my kickstarter at the end of the month oh perfect so i I want to do that first because uh, the artist for, uh, for Napoleon is also from Bulgaria. So in Bulgaria, there's a small community of comic book uh, artists and colorists mm -hmm. there, and they all know each other. So that's uh -huh, how I yeah. found out this guy. His name is Constantine, who, yeah. uh, funny enough, is married to the colorist that did the colors in My <laughs> Brother Teddy. So they nice. all know each other. So yeah. I, I, I'm happy to be part of that team. Not even that my team, like part yeah. of this team. Uh, so Napoleon is I'm working on launching that but to to answer your question for the alien heroes I am planning on making uh, another issue but it's going to be all self-contained in uh, a okay. total of five issues so including okay. issue zero total six because I mm -hmm. want it to be a proof of concept so when sure. I do pitch again I have mm -hmm. this bible with me yeah and no, I if I don't yeah and if I don't get any you know any bites and I might just continue it in in, mm -hmm. in another way yeah uh, with with the way hollywood is going i'd figure just give it to the to the masses that want it yeah uh but yeah i can't wait for the the, the next book uh i'm i so i wrote all five scripts and i keep wanting people to get to issue four because that's like my favorite yeah uh, it deals with time travel and then that's like that's my thing oh wow so as far as the alien heroes i really love the character development in those two issues can you talk about oh really how you came about on creating those characters. I think one was named Rim, Logan, um, right? So can you kind of yeah. talk about, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So Rim talk is about the character here. development. Yeah. So for the longest time, uh, actually, it's funny. I, I have like the evolution of everything. So this is what everyone looked like back in 2015. Exactly. You know, and so I didn't have a main character. That was one of the things that I had that uh, Nickelodeon was like, we kind of want to have a, a character they, they're like we didn't want like a, a ninja turtles car rangers kind of thing which is funny enough nickelodeon has ninja turtles but ninja <laughs> turtles is a different story yeah but yeah. um then uh then i got feedback from like friends they're like i think you should make the main character black because mm -hmm. and i was like i i honestly was kind of fighting against it because i wanted to just have like mm -hmm. a mixed group here but then that's when um other people like recently I kind of like opened up to the idea and I was like, yeah, like I've never like sometimes when I start to make a main character, I was like, let me just pull from myself. Yeah. And then RB, uh, the main character here. So he is a Martian. So he's not a human for those right. listening. He's uh you can he's tell how like, he sits on the couch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> we got the we got the yeah, and I don't even think in, oh, and this one you do see him display his abilities. So yeah, I always explain to people that RB, think of like a young Martian manhunter who doesn't yeah. know anything. Yeah. So yeah. that 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 basically says that's all his abilities. So yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I came up with these and the way I see it is all the characters, all the dudes are basically mm -hmm. all my personalities at different points of time. So I got the, you know, the stoic guy here who's just a samurai, <laughs> which makes sense. And I love samurais and westerns, yeah. <laughs> but I'll get into that later. Rim, the weird and annoying one who's very loud. So there are times I can be loud, but yeah. I'm more stoic and weird. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, and then uh, Ima, the the Latina. When growing up, I grew up in. Uh, so for those who don't know, I grew up, grew up in New York, Washington Heights. Yeah. Um. So she's kind of like a culmination of all the girls I couldn't get when I was younger, <laughs> or didn't like didn't want anything to do with me. So yeah. I want her to be the uh, strong uh, female character on there. And there is a uh, she. He likes her, but. Yeah. It's not, I don't make it too forward where it's like gets weird because then I don't want it to be a romance. Yeah. And I don't like uh, love triangles because I think that's outdated. Yeah. Um, but I can see that uh, he will do things for her. Like, for example, like in the book, he's like, hey, can you fix my blasters? And she's like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. But nothing too forward. It's just you can see that it's there. And, yeah. And then when I did the, the book then i i can hear the characters in my head so it's like i can i know how they are and i just go with it yeah slow yeah. it out yeah nice nice well i mean it was great i, I really enjoyed that too because the first uh zero right there's no uh verbiage either right it's it's just pictures and then the issue two which i was mm -hmm. surprised that that's a big change right um there is a lot of content so it was kind of nice because like you said, when you're working with an artist, right, and you're not doing any kind of uh, um, adding any kind of words, right, the yeah. art really becomes extremely important to tell the story. But then I assume you have the exact same artists on issue one because they look yeah. exactly the same. But now we have some of the content that really highlights a lot of the uniqueness about each of the characters, which is really hard to tell in, in issue one. And actually, issue one was mainly just Rim, right, if I'm not mistaken? or and in issue one, zero. Oh, I'm sorry. In zero. Oh, in issue zero. yeah. So in issue in issue zero, it's three vignettes. So like I have uh, them split. Yeah. So exactly. The first yeah. Ima is the first one. Uh, yep. I basically I like the idea of uh, and, you know characters in like sitcoms sitting down, like <laughs> friends at the coffee shop, Seinfeld yeah. at the diner, and um, how I met your mother at the bar. So yeah. I want to give them this place that uh, exists in this fictional Washington Heights. Yeah. Uh, I want them to hang out in a diner called the native. And then yeah. uh, the issue zero is about them getting to the diner at oh. the end of the story. So there's no like spoilers. So you don't need to get issue zero to, but it's fun to have. Sure. I've had people tell me that like they can feel the emotion or the, they can understand each character in each issue. They're not just all bland. And sure. they, one of my friends described it as loud. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm I, happy that that they got that. Yeah. Um, so, like, Ima, she gets up. She you can She's just already mid-run. She's running away from these mechanical aliens. And yeah. she's just trying to get to the diner. And then I always tell people, if you pay attention in the last page, mm -hmm. uh, Logan's already in the diner because mm -hmm. uh, it's a silhouette. Because he's the early riser, so he's homeschooled. Uh, uh, by his uh, grandfather, which you see in in, in the second story, yeah. um, I always have fun telling people that uh, his, well, not grandfather, sorry, his father is mm -hmm. his foster father, so he's a black guy. Mm -hmm. But I base him off Forrest, Forrest Whitaker's ghost dog. <laughs> yeah, so nice. I wanted him to uh, be that uh, mentor and father figure for for Logan, 
And um, so, yeah, he gets up, trains, and then he goes to school slash work. And he's just waiting at the diner before everybody. And then the last one is uh, Rim and Arby together because he's the only one. Rim is the only one that knows Arby is a, is a Martian because oh, uh, yeah, yeah. aliens are banned from Earth or mm-hmm. not supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool, man. I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad to hear that you might possibly go back to it because that was a, lot, a really fun read. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want uh, people to see and hear what I'm trying to say with the story. I'm also doing my own self-discovery as well. Um, I'm, I'm Haitian born, born here mm-hmm. and I'm trying to implement that with Arby and mm-hmm. try to, you know, share like, like the culture of my heritage with and kind of implement it in the Martian culture Yeah, uh, and just show like what, the people can be because like for the longest time and especially during and a lot of stuff came during lockdown especially with the uh, george floyd uh, sure. uh i don't want to say incident but uh, yeah. that time period and that's when i started learning more about uh my haitian culture yeah because I, I just started doing a deep dive and i for the longest time i didn't have like self-love mm-hmm. and then even for myself or for the country because i didn't think we were enough but only to find out we're the first uh, country to abolish slavery yeah. and be free in the Western Hemisphere, and to be you know to to be kind of vilified over time. Yeah. Um, but there is a there is a new uprising in 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 showcasing the beauty in the country. So I I want to be a part of that. So I my way is doing it this way, and uh, then yeah, hopefully this becomes like a, an actual cartoon that people can yeah. watch and I want it to be for kids. So this is my more kid friendly yeah. uh, story. So, yeah. Yeah. A little different than Napoleon for sure. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I wish you all the best on that. Cause I think that would be amazing. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into uh, Napoleon, right. From the machine. Yeah. Yeah, because that one was quite unique. Yeah, and where it does end, it does need another uh, issue. Yeah, so, so I'm I'm glad to hear you're working on that. Yeah, so Napoleon from the machine. So main oh. character Napoleon here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I wrote this. So yeah, I was going through like a depressing state uh-huh. <laughs> back in uh 2017. Uh, the the it was uh the summer of 2017. So like uh my mom, who I'm happy she's still alive. Uh, she her she had to start using dialysis, but she oh. wasn't used to that. Yeah. And you know, at the time I was dating this girl, so we it wasn't working out. Uh, fast forward, she's my wife now because we reconnected. <laughs> so uh, yeah, married. Uh, <laughs> so it did work out eventually. <laughs> yes, it did work out eventually. But it, that's that's the point of my story too. So I wrote this in 2017 after like we stopped seeing each other and I was concerned for my mom and I was just, you know, I say this in my Kickstarter too. Like I remember one day, you know, she was there and I was home from work cause I was working part-time at the time. <clears throat> and I popped in Spider-Man two, the Tobey Maguire version and me and my mom were just hanging out in the living room watching it. And then there's a Aunt May scene where she's. I think it's it's after Peter loses his powers and mm-hmm. Aunt May is talking to uh, Peter, and then that's when like it just hit me, and I was like, I gotta write something. I gotta write something right now. Yeah. And then I wrote all six issues. And it took me about a month to do, oh, and wow. I just knocked it all out. 
And then a friend of mine from work was like, hey, there is a comic book workshop that you can go to. So I live at the time I lived in Washington Heights, which is all the way uptown in, in Manhattan. And mm-hmm. the workshop was in Brooklyn. Okay. So I would go all the way to Brooklyn wow. just for this. And I just really wanted to like perfect as much as I can from the story. Yeah. Um, so just to explain Napoleon from the machine, Napoleon nice. from the machine is um, is about a depressed, you know, hero, mm-hmm. uh, but he used to do his heroic stuff. So he uses abilities of drawing uh, to manifest things into reality. So everything he draws comes to life. And then he has to kind of protect save the world from this global terrorist group that is the angels Mm -hmm. um they kind of they're kind of like a the angels kind of to me i always say where i've never had the idea of where they came from but as time goes on i have this weird fear and i don't think it's weird fear because i'm sure everyone has a fear of scientologists yeah so that's where (laughs) that's where the angels came um from Uh and they're like taking over the world yeah. while Napoleon is depressed for the last four or five years because mm. his wife had passed. Oh. Um, and in issue one, you can see, you know, he has this caricature man in black. So I don't give him a name yet. Yeah. Who's just running around in the near vicinity of his neighborhood in Washington Heights, just beating up bad guys, you know, making sure there's no trouble, kind of like just a silent guardian. Yeah. Um, literally silent guardian because he can't speak. Mm-hmm. and um then yeah and then he's just trying to bring back his wife by drawing pictures but he can't because that's yeah. one of the rules that i've implemented on that you can't just bring back someone to life mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah that that is a story and then i i can't wait till people get to like the next couple books because that's, yeah. that's what i want people to check out well, there's another really important character, and that's the young girl that visits him almost daily. Yes. Um, and her mom feels like she might be a little annoying for Napoleon. And in the way he responds, you could tell that maybe she is a little annoying, but there is a care there because he is allowing her to take things to read and bring them back. So it's, 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 she's like so innocent and she has such a good heart. Yeah. Um, and then he, kind of wants to open a door to her, but he also doesn't want to be bothered by anybody. So I think the way that he allows that relationship to continue is by allowing her to read comic books that are his, that she borrows and brings back. I don't know if I'm on the right track here. You're but literally on the right yeah, track. Yes. It's a unique no, yeah, relationship she... and you don't realize how much he cares for her until the end when tragedy strikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Initially, uh, I think, and that's another thing. So this is all six issues. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time in the middle of getting all these pages worked on, I realized I might want to tell another story with her that yeah. takes place after where she's an adult. Mm. Um, and yeah, to me, she is the heart of the story. Uh, yeah. I had to kind of revisit some pages and I had to insert certain scenes because I was like, oh, she's not here. Because it's all from the point of view of Napoleon. Yeah. Um, but I really and there are times I kind of do it like a movie or TV show where it's like I cut to what other characters are doing specifically yeah. her or what's going mm-hmm. on with her uh because she is the important piece like if it wasn't for her yeah it w- the world would still just go yeah. to crap i don't know if i can curse yeah uh, yeah go for it yeah oh okay, okay. <laughs> yeah but yeah and you know even the artist was saying like as he's drawing drawing her he's having more fun and he's loving the character because like you know she's like 10 11 12 and she's yeah. just doing things that she shouldn't as a kid yeah. But, you know, she's she's an avid reader about mm-hmm. more comics, but 
she loves comics so much. It's like a lot of things about comic books, even for me growing up, and I'm sure you as well, there's a lot of bad things that happen, but then there, there's a lot of hope in comic books, depending yeah. on what you read. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and that's something that she brings to life, mm -hmm. um, especially for Napoleon, who's just depressed and doesn't yeah. want to do anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, amazing story so far. So this is what you're working on now is issue two. And you have your Kickstarter that's going to happen. When will the launch of the Kickstarter be? Or do you have a date so yet? It, it will be uh, August 30th. So the August last 30th. week of... So I'm going to have that running for, for two months. Excellent. And uh, hopefully able to sign up and, and, and you know, support. I, I really... Because I did a Kickstarter initially um, for book one, but that didn't work out. And then yeah. I did an Indiegogo where... That didn't work out either. But the cool thing about Indiegogo is I was able to keep the money that I accrued. Yeah. But uh, honestly, all these books that I've had here are all out of pocket. And yeah. my goal is next time I just, it needs to be Kickstarter. So if people want more of these, this this is how it's going to work. Um, yeah. Just so I can save my money because I got bills <laughs> today. Sure, and, sure. Um, yeah, this, uh, I'm I'm really stoked to to share these these stories. Yeah, yeah. No, you could tell. You can tell in your writing for sure that there's a passion behind it for sure. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, I think there was um, Tether. I saw something on a book called Tether at the oh, end of yes. one of the comics. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so what this... can you tell us what Tether is all about? So uh, I saw it was uh, a bunny, some some kind yeah. of like robot bunny maybe or something. So yeah, so the I want to do something different at the end. Um, oh, and I just wanted to mention that yeah, please. There is in all my books except Napoleon, there is soundtracks. Yeah, yeah I, like awesome. else. I kind of want to give people more than just books. You know, me growing up, I'm 30, so I yeah. grew up in the 90s, and I'm sure you're aware, like in your library back in the day, where they had those like books with the cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. so I kind of wanted to provide that. That's um, cool. And I do ultimately when all of Napoleon is done, I want to create a soundtrack for that too nice. um but yeah tether is so to kind of take it's kind of like uh cover stories if you ever read one piece in in became beginning of one piece there's always these cover stories that tells mm. you side stories or okay. like so that's what i want to do at the end so tether it's not a title per se but it's kind of like the connection gotcha okay. um and i hired another artist to do that piece but he's going to look more cartoony in the uh, uh okay. in the actual alien heroes world okay. um cuz he shows up later in issue 4 gotcha okay. um and then each so in book 2 i'm going to introduce rb sister as well okay and i i hope to use someone's likeness i don't want to say their name out loud yeah. but yeah. there's someone yeah. that i want to reach out to and ask about their if i can use their likeness to create uh rb sister nice um but yeah, that story is, yeah, I kind of, I had fun. I love space stuff. So yeah, he is a bounty hunter. And if you are a fan of the good, the bad, and the ugly, I named yeah. him Blondie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just basically a bounty hunter for the this empire. Mm -hmm. um, and in order to protect his home planet, he has to be a bounty hunter like most most of his people or other planets that have bounty hunters as well um, you're you're safe from being augmented which is basically yeah. turning into kind of like borgs in star trek i'm not too familiar with star trek but that's yeah, what yeah. i know about from star trek so yeah, kind of like yeah. that um yes. so he has to chase these artifacts or hunt down these uh almost extinct martians mm. 
Now, will this be so this is going to be something that is an addition to the alien heroes, correct? Yeah. At the end of each uh, of the five books, there will be uh, one story of of like a little a, short of story. A yeah, yeah, of a character. And then um, I may introduce. Uh, I don't know, like maybe a side story or side. But for now, it, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, but for now, it's just to give people more, a little more something, a yeah. little kind of an aperitif. But at the end, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, if it's a bounty hunter, and you're writing a children's book, are those two things going to be okay being in the same book? Or will it be kind of a toned down bounty hunter so that it would be good for kids? Yeah, I can say because like, I, I, I've never lived in this time, but I could imagine when kids saw uh, the first Star Wars. When yeah. Had, like it, was, yeah. it wasn't too friendly, but then it's like you have lasers. And, yeah. <laughs> but and the way I wrote him in... Uh, in issue four, he's they're flying ships, or so I love oh, space okay. space battles. Yeah. So he's chasing RB and uh, his sister. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a space, I guess, space yeah. chase. Yeah. Uh, but there's no like shooting or anything like that. There's like one moment where he's like aiming a rifle, uh, and it's supposed to be an uh, a, a laser, mm -hmm. but it's not like I I try to shy away from like hardcore violence i kind of yeah. want it to be like kids next door so the sure, internet, yeah. it's kids next door meets men in black so i don't yeah. want to too on that and it's 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 weird because then i can bounce between you know yeah. my brother teddy alien heroes napoleon and it's yeah. like uh but this is something i wish to see growing up you know even yeah. uh i don't know if you're ever a fan of shaolin showdown on kids wb no i don't i'm not familiar it was like a the main character is a little bald short kid and then uh -huh. you had uh the the guy from texas who's uh who's earth the bald kid is water the guy uh -huh. from brazil is wind and the girl is from japan and she's fire they're oh, these like okay. shaolin monks uh-huh it's a it was really cool it's like 60 yeah. episodes i think really I, I yeah i have to check it out it. it's probably on amazon prime but it's yeah. you probably could watch it on youtube it's really good <laughs> that's awesome man that's awesome well, Jeremy, what else have we uh, we missed in the conversation about all of your creations? I feel like we covered all of them. Is there another one that we haven't covered yet? No, these these are all, I honestly, this all took me three years to get done. <laughs> That's um, a lot of work. Yeah, th this this got, I'm, like, I, I have some, the only thing I can add to it is just I have variant covers that are supposed to be, for especially for My Brother Teddy. Yeah. Um, I have variant covers as well. They're available on Gumroad as well um one of them has uh the haitian flag on it so every time i nice. sell one of those um half of that um and i've made that pledge out to the public so half of that goes to a nonprofit organization that i've actually sent money to from when i went to my first con mm -hmm. um, a couple weeks ago it was that was fun oh, and awesome. i've been telling people about this story and they gravitated towards it um alien heroes i have one of my favorite uh uh, covers that a lot of people gravitated to as well um it's rim and rb standing side by side it's kind of like a men in black it's a men wow. in black homage yeah and um i had this uh artist uh draw it uh i don't have it here but at the end of each book it tells you the cover artist who did the cover yeah uh, just to awesome. give them a shout out as well because they deserve all the work uh Absolutely. and i mean not the work all the acknowledgement for the work uh 
because without them i would not have gotten <laughs> exactly that's, that's the thing. yeah that's what helps bring it to life right is yeah, a, it, it feels really artist. good it feels yeah. really good absolutely absolutely that's incredible so which con were you at uh so the tampa bay comic con uh my oh. best friend lives in tampa so oh nice and throughout the so that was one of our things because i remember saying i was like yeah man i kind of want to do a con because it's like doing things online it's it's not personable and then it's like i feel like i'm not reaching people as much as i can and i'm very timid when it comes to like being in large groups of people or uh, large places or whatever but uh even doing this i've gotten used to like talking on camera even posting stuff like with my face i'm trying to get out of my shell on that so it was like about a year ago i i applied for brooklyn con but i didn't get in and then I applied for in Tampa and I told my friend and he was like, hey, we should promote our podcast as well. So we have a podcast called J&J where we do every week. Awesome. And then I, you know, I, I bought all the inventory, sent it down to Florida. So I, we always joke, but like realistically, I'm like, I have a warehouse down in Florida. <laughs> um, I send all my stuff there and then we, I just flew down there and then all three days we just first time. And I'm just like, hey, yeah. like, here's my stuff you know, talking about my stuff. And it was cool. It was like very, very cool. And I want to do New York Comic Con as well. It, that was yeah. just kind of hard to, I don't even know when the applications went up for that, but yeah. I want to do it all. Yeah. It's it's well, really it's dope. I had one. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. And I've, I've never done New York Comic Con, but I'm in the grocery industry. And every year we go there for a big grocery event at the Javits Center. Okay. And the only terrible thing about New York is you walk everywhere and if you're carrying a bunch of stuff you're you're gonna be really sweaty by the time you get there because i yeah. think uh, comic-con i think is happening right now if i'm not mistaken or it just happened or it's about uh, to happen. there was yeah there's so many cons happening because i know i bought so i'm going to new york comic-con just oh, as okay. like a, as a regular attendee but yeah. uh i don't know if any of the cons because there was another con that happened there was one in texas there was one mega mm-hmm. mega con was another one yeah uh which i applied for because i was like why not and then yeah. yeah i'm just gonna apply to a lot of small events too um mm-hmm. there's one in new york called it's not a convention but it's uh focused on indie comic books called oh, wow. Mocha. so nice. i definitely want to check that out and see if i can get more more word out there yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome it's great to meet other creators too because then you could throw ideas at each other and you know who do you print with and you know who's your letter like little simple things like that just to kind of build your portfolio because you never know i mean it's great to have a good artist but you know sometimes yeah you're waiting on artists and you got to have a backup plan especially if you make commitments on a kickstarter so yeah. yeah, all that so, stuff's kind of important, right? <laughs> no, agreed, agreed. So yeah, I most of the, like so all of the so like with Napoleon issue one, that was all through workshop. I remember and this was in 2018. They were like, I think this is ready to go, but this is 2018, yeah. so I haven't, but I none of my work is edited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been trying to find an editor to like edit because I don't want to continue on and then I have like a bad story. <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, I think issue ones are like my strong suit. I want to say I have this, uh, what's his name? JJ Abrams feel. Oh, yeah. um, and I don't want to just end it. You know, I don't want to talk about star Wars, but that was yeah. not a good ending for yeah. you know, the sequel trilogy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I, I remember I found this guy, um, and I asked for his advice. Uh, his name is Brian D Covington. He has his own book called between magic and dreams. 
Mm. And he's given me, I went to him for advice. I went to other people for advice that weren't specifically comic artists. They were just mm-hmm. painters and, and illustrators. And I was like, hey, what do you do at cons? What do you bring? I was concerned I had too little or I had too much. Yeah. I think I had just the right amount of inventory at cons. Yeah. And um, then when it came to like looking for letterers, I, I found one. Like, I think I'm going to just stick with him because I like yeah. his lettering. Yeah. Um, and I think I have a team like I even the musician I want to work with. Um, she's like on standby. She's like, I can't wait to work on something else. And then I have another musician that I worked with for the Alien Heroes. Um, he worked at Midtown Comics in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he I was like, hey, man, would you be down to do uh, some some pieces for me? He was like, yeah, I would love to have my work in a comic. And I was like, yeah, here we go. go. So, <laughs> so, yeah, this it's it's kind of like uh, me and my friend described when you are putting a movie together it's like uh you know oceans 11 you get your team for a heist yeah so i i have that team now and i just gotta execute my heist yeah yeah and new york has so many amazing comic book creators and artists it's just it's awesome yeah. um i don't know if you know will torres he worked for marvel and he has worked for dynamite and now he does he's he's i call him the con king he's literally every week at some con all oh, over wow. the northeast he's everywhere um, but he's an awesome artist that you could use for, com- he does a lot of commissions and stuff and oh, does nice. covers. He's awesome. Um, you know, Newton Lalavos does the Dream Fury comics. Familiar? Say that again. Dream Fury comics. Yes. Um, I know that, that name. Yes. Yeah. He's Haitian. Um, and I think uh, he follows me. Yeah. Yeah. He's aw- I mean, yeah. he has an artist from the Philippines named Giancarlo. Mm. One of the best artists I've ever seen in my life. And he does oh, wow. grayscale. Um, so it doesn't use color, but he uses grayscale. But I mean, grayscale is so difficult because even though it's just, you know, black and white, there's so many different iterations of black and white. And it just, yeah. it just so check him out. But he's in New York too. I can't remember if he's in Brooklyn. Um, you know, I got to be careful with the boroughs. You don't want to say someone's from Brooklyn. In the front, <laughs> right? But I, uh, Honestly, I have no problem with that. I know people do. I'm born and raised here. So I don't. Yeah. I understand the beef. But then it's like, I also don't understand the beef. Yeah. Everyone. I just don't care about yeah. Staten Island. Because no yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> that's the one thing probably everyone outside of Staten Island agrees with. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I hear it. Like Dream Dream Fury I've heard of. And yeah, like I, I, I want to say we've exchanged messages here and there. Yeah. Um, but the other name Torres, um, if I see like a face or something, I probably yeah. know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And then I had a, another young man named Marcus Hardinon. Um, and he has a, a new comic out. Um, and it, it's a, it's about Haitian history. Um, and it's absolutely incredible. Is it the uh, Toussaint one? Yes. Toussaint. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I follow him too. I, 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 have one and that's another thing you said it before as a creator you don't have time to i have a lot of yeah, indie yeah. books that i gotta read and i'm For like sure. i'll get to that when i can but yes he <laughs> yeah. uh we we spoken here and there i've given some advice and i've yeah. uh and I, I backed one of his uh his his projects so yeah. when i finally get to read it i'll read it yeah. like, <laughs> at that list um yeah. i have one one reason i i i, I connected with you too because um I really want to get this into Godhood comics. And I watched that uh, entire uh, Tyler episode. Yeah. And I've, I've spoken to him too. I'm just waiting for like some sort of connection to to talk about it. Yeah. I remember listening. To, I've heard, I follow all his stories. Cause I was like, it's very, um, I don't want to say relatable, but I can 
I connected with his story and in all his interviews and especially on this one, you've asked and you asked really good questions. Uh, I've been following his work and I was like, I like the questions you asked. And I was like, I really got to get him to like check this out. And then I really yeah. want him to see that. And because in Napoleon, uh, no, no one knows that he is the person drawing and creating these characters yeah. or these these miracles, as people say. So he's considered a god in this world, but they don't know it's him. Yeah. Um, and I thought it would be perfect to have this in Godhood Comics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like that's like my thing. I, I really want to get that in there. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, it's, it's a great cool. guy. Yeah, he's a great yeah, guy. Really I know cool he's been that... super busy, man. He's been in Hollywood because I think they're working on a TV series for the antagonist. So yeah, he's, I, he's like in a different busy. level now, man. He's 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 beyond all of us now, man. Yeah, but I'm super yeah. happy for him. He really is a very nice person. And uh, his comic, The Antagonist, if someone hasn't read that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get my friend to read it. It's not that he doesn't care about it. I, me and our podcast, we have this game, thing called The Weekly uh, Rap. Uh-huh. And it's what we're watching, reading, or playing. And uh-huh. he he doesn't read. Like, he, he yeah. we say he's illiterate. <laughs> and I'm always saying, like, dude, you got to check out The Antagonist. Because so- one day we might have to interview this guy. And you need to know what, what he's done. <laughs> um so, so i'm good, always dude. like here check it out check it out check it yeah, out yeah so yeah that's awesome man yeah i mean there's just that's why i love the indie comic scene man i get to meet people like yourself jay it just it's such a neat community and and for the most part everyone is very open to help one another out and uh you know we're all we're all trying to get stories out there and uh you got to have a lot of support to do that and i think some of the best stories in comics are coming out of indie comics right now Oh, a hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I forget. I was talking to some, you know, it was a customer yesterday mm-hmm. that I was working with, and I was telling him like, uh, one of my friends, Brian, was saying like, you know, if we can always help each other out in any small way, like I, I wrote a piece for him that he commissioned me to do for his book. So it's like it's in a way to kind of propel each other forward, no matter yeah. how small it, it can be. Um, and I, I'm trying to get in that place as well. Like I, I personally don't want to make a publishing company because I think there's, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of publishing companies. I think if we can band together as indies, mm-hmm. um, that'd be great. Um, yeah. cause then it wouldn't just be DC, Marvel, Image and IDW, but we yeah. can have more, yeah. um, especially in the comic world. Because I think with, when it comes to just simply books, yeah. there's, I'm, I want to say there's a lot of publishers and I don't, i'm not 100 percent sure yeah yeah i think we can get bigger and indie in all its uh platforms is yeah. just rising because especially with like the thing going on with hollywood you yeah. know you could have been producing your own show on youtube with no hollywood connection and yeah. still have this large following yeah um and people will still watch that agree agree yeah i mean that's that's probably one of the things that's hurting Hollywood too in their ability to negotiate is there's so much happening now outside of Hollywood. That's very entertaining. So there's this new kind of competition that you can't really put your hands on because it's a lot of independent people doing things through YouTube rumble. I mean, these platforms have given all these creators an avenue to be able to share stories. I mean, there's a new Spider-Man movie, uh, a fan movie that came out. That's actually pretty decent. And you're like, Wow, just getting better and better. They used to be very corny, and now yeah. they're getting to be like, this is not that bad, you know? Yeah, I gotta. I, I still have to check it out. I've seen the like the teaser or whatnot, but I yeah. have to. It's yeah, because I when I initially saw like thumbnails of it, I was like, is this real? Like, yeah, exactly. Is this like a uh uh 
advertisement for the game i was like what's yeah. going on and yeah that, like people are doing that mm-hmm. yeah i know it's incredible there's a teenage mutant ninja turtle one coming too um is it the uh there was like they i follow the guy he just released a little video of leo yes i mean the animation is crazy yeah the first one was donatello i remember that yeah yeah at least that i can't wait to see that yeah because i mean it's like legit (laughs) as for someone who loves ninja turtles i I, i'll breathe anything i haven't really watched the the new new one for the yeah for the i I would say it's for kids but i love animation so i'll sacrifice like my like like i saw the new movie and it was really good so if you can tell me a good story and even yeah. if it's for kids, I'll still watch it. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. So I'll definitely check that out. We we did see Mutant Mayhem and uh I mean it was awesome. I enjoyed it, it so great. much. And saw it, it twice great. in a week. Did you? I mean the comedy in there is so good and spot on. And yeah, I, just, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought because I saw the animation. I go, okay, that's a unique style of animation that I'm not used to. Yeah. Um, but I love Ninja Turtles too. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna try it out. And I took my wife, who just thinks I'm ridiculous in my passion for comic books. She doesn't get it. Um, so I took her and then my <laughs> oldest daughter, who does kind of get it. So she doesn't read comics, but she loves comic book movies, like, especially like the Marvel stuff. And so we we three went to the movies and watched it. And every one of us absolutely loved it, mainly because of how relatable it was, how funny it was. I mean, the comedy was just next level. So, yeah. yeah. If you're a ninja fan, you're, you're gonna love this. Uh... Yeah, it's it's really good. Like, and just to kind of go back on the the animation, it's it's this nice blend of computer animation and yeah. uh, the classic drawing, like with uh, and into the so like it's yeah it's that type of idea. It's really good. Uh, even though like some of the characters look wonky, because one of my 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 favorite uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, like I grew up in the '90s, I I had uh, Secret of the Use on VHS, even though it's not like a fan favorite. Yeah, I watched yeah. that as a kid, so there's nostalgia there. But I know sure. the 1991 is great. Um, <laughs> but my favorite is the 2012 cartoon mm-hmm. because that one kind of says that all everything Ninja Turtles is all connected yeah. in the sense of like you go through different portals and then you can go back to the '80s or the 2003 version, and then it's a so it's a dope story it's five yeah. seasons and the story gets more mature as mm-hmm. the season goes and that's what i always tell people i'm like don't ever judge a book by its cover because like initially i saw it and i was like ah i don't know if i'm gonna like this and i i stuck with it watched it every week when it came out and i'm actually currently re-watching it for the third time yeah. um and, and so good and i may give the new one a chance but i might yeah. start with the movie because yeah. animation looks like anime and yeah. i just love that so yeah that's awesome why not yeah why not right that's so cool man but yeah 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 a lot of good stuff going on for sure have you uh read the last ronin oh yes i have um awesome (laughs) i've read that um but i was so i was a little upset so speaking of so the story i told you i wrote a spec script uh back in i want to say it was 2017 actually Uh This, this was before i wrote napoleon um, oh. This was me experimenting with the idea of writing comic books because I thought I had to be in the industry to write comic books. But right. then I was like, I'm going to write one anyway. Yeah. And all I knew was Ninja Turtles. Um, so I wrote a six issued story on the on the Ninja Turtles, but taking place after kind of like when they're not teenagers. So they're at the cusp of like the 20s. So it's yeah. like 
but uh and i i can send them to you like off air like what so you can check it out <laughs> so it it's basically each turtle uh how their reaction is uh when everyone else is dead mm. and seeing fast forward seeing last ronin i was like oh i'm never gonna get my chance i was like i'm never gonna get my chance but yeah. my my thing about that is you can still write a ninja turtle story and they can still Absolutely. publish it because it's not the main line which that's part of my story it's not the main line yeah yeah but it just tells this idea and um i haven't read uh lost chapters yet which i'm okay. probably gonna finish mm -hmm. uh, but in there i know there's like these new turtles where for me and my story, it's I have three humans training under Splinter. Ah. And I kind of make homages to like Kirby, um, like Jack Kirby's like kid or Kirby in the Ninja Turtles world's kid. Yeah. Um, I have like a Splinter blind, kind of mm -hmm. like a nod to Daredevil, which is kind of like a meta <laughs> meta nod. That's awesome. Um, and the artist who did My Brother Teddy drew those pictures for me. No way, that's so, so cool. I had him draw it was like a birthday gift to myself. I had him yeah. draw all these pictures and I'm like, I'm gonna save these. And yeah. one day I get kind of my foot into Nickelodeon or IDW. I'm like, hey, I have this. Can we <laughs> publish it? Yeah. Or well, maybe you'll you'll see Kevin Eastman at uh one of the cons coming up and you could talk to him about it. If he will give me the time of day, because he's yeah, I know. up there now. <laughs> no, he's up there and I'm sure everybody comes to him with different ideas and stuff. Yeah. But uh I don't want to be the person. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i got to meet him for a brief second at san diego comic-con this year oh, he nice. was at the the whatnot um booth oh, um, nice. signing uh you know issues for whatnot so um yeah it was like high and i bought a book so it wasn't that big but um it, i know the feeling I, it's so I, awesome I to meet someone that has created something that you yeah look at that <laughs> exactly it was the same thing i i, exactly. I the the stay here Stanley, I I had a mental conversation with Stanley. I yeah, spoke yeah. no words, and funny enough, I feel like we had a conversation in our dreams. And I'm yep. hope to, I don't even know what it was about. It was about anything, so yeah, that's yeah. staying with me. So I I know oh, the sentiment. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome, man. Well, Mr. J, I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, meeting you and coming on. We should do this again, man. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're here to help you any way we can with the Kickstarter. So if you could send me all the information, I'll make sure that we start plugging out on all of our social um, to get as many people to get eyeballs on that uh, Kickstarter. I appreciate I, that. I'm looking forward to uh, that uh, issue number two of Napoleon and the Machine. So can't wait to read that and find out what happens next. There's a lot at the end that <laughs> left me hanging. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And uh, man, just thank you. It's been a lot of fun, my friend. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I'm I love talking about my stuff. I, I'm again, this is helping me be more open to talking to more people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's important, right? Because there's an element of sales in everything that we do, right? We gotta be able to sell the story um yeah. to somebody to see if they can't uh, pick it up. So, but yeah, nah, you did awesome, man. The comics are great. And uh you could count me in as being one of those supporters for your Kickstarter, man. I, I can't appreciate wait to that, read uh, thank the you. second edition. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, right on, Mr. J. Thank you for joining. And uh, man, we'll stay in touch, okay? Yes. All right, my friend. Thank you.